I wanted him to cut that down, but I really like the exhale part <laughs> where it goes. Ah. I like the ah. Yeah, the ah is nice. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's me, Stephanie, and this is Sanctioned by Stephanie. And today we have a very, very, like, one of my favorite people to see when he's in town, <laughs> honestly. You're one of my favorite people to see when I'm in town. And, and every time we're, uh, we always end up doing something together or being mm. the same place together. Sure. So it's awesome. I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm like, I don't get mad at you if you don't hit me up now. <laughs> oh, don't, because I do that to everyone. I know. No, you're everywhere. I'm just ADD and, and I'm trying to get better at, like, keeping up with friends and, like, keep, there's just so much people to keep up with and... Man, to me, it's just like, I, I, I'm so ADD, I can only keep up with my mom and my sister. And if you guys don't recognize this gravelly voice already, <laughs> this is mm. Mr. Mikey Shack, everybody. <laughs> thank you for coming out. Thank and, you, thank you. Um, you're out there. You're out there, man. You, we were just talking about the videos and stuff. I was talking to you about Detroit Vice and how funny yeah. Howie Bell was on that. Howie and Bell, baby. You have so many different videos. It's so fun. And, yeah. and, and then your podcast. Public Yemeni number one. Public Yemeni number one. <laughs> and I always say Yemeni funny. <laughs> Yemeni what? I always say it funny. I'm like, Yemeni? I want to say it's, it's Yemeni. Yeah, Yemeni, no, <laughs> yeah, it's Yemeni. I don't know. I see too much Gemini around. So oh, I'm like, there you go. Yeah. Yemeni, Gemini. Yemeni, Gemini. Oh, shit. You and Gemini should do a skit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd or, be funny. or like lemonade. <laughs> right. Call it Yemenade. Yemenade. <laughs> But um, but you're all around. You're national. You're traveling everywhere. Yeah. Where are some of the places you've been recently? I just got back from New York. Oh yeah, that was How great. Was that? Yeah. Man. Have you done comedy no. there? No, I haven't. Steph, you got to try to figure that out I sooner know. or later. It's a great place. If you get to a point where you start meeting comics from New York, and then you can like, you know, couch surf and also line up shows. Man, you can do like three, four shows a night. Right, that's what I hear. And I don't, it's just, that's one of my favorites is when I got three shows in a night. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's yeah. the best. Well, I know when I chase three mics in a night. So Same thing, yeah. but, but shows, you know, but and then shows. you're getting paid, you know right. what I mean? Each it's, time. Like, hey. it's crazy. Each time you get paid and then you're like, next show, let's yeah, go. Right. So, um, New York, and then uh, you go to L. You're in L.A. a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, based out of L.A. now. Yeah, been out there. Been out there for a long time. I know you have a house here too, though, too. So, right? I have more than one. More than one. Okay. I have fourteen. <laughs> okay, fourteen. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> like a good Arab boy. You are a good Arab boy. Yeah. Let's talk. We about- have to be. I'm Yemeni, so Yemenis we're the hardest of the workers, man. We're like we're like the Mexicans of the Arabs. Yeah. So tell me about tell me tell me about your family. Tell me about growing up here um, in Dearborn. I don't really um, So, my family are Yemeni, but they were born in Indonesia. Because Yemenis have a long history of migrating to Indonesia predating Islam. Okay. Um, which is why uh, Indonesia is the largest Muslim country in the world, because Yemenis were already there when Islam was spreading Okay. in the Mideast. So there's a long history of Yemeni people living in Southeast Asia. Right. And my family is one of those people that have lived there, and they've kept their bloodline pure Yemeni over the hundreds of years. Okay. Which is crazy. That's wild. Very wild. The very, very crazy long tradition of uh, Yemenis in Southeast Asia only allowing other Yemenis to marry Yemenis specifically from my village. Lots of arranged marriages then, I take it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tons. Not only that, it's like you you had to, if you were from Hadramut, which is the village that I'm from, Mm -hmm. my, my people were the voyagers. They okay. were the, the seafarers. They were kind of like the Vikings of Yemen. 
they were like, we got to get the fuck out of here because it sucks. Right. And that's exactly what Leif Erikson did, the first Viking. Their king was a tyrant, and they built ships to get away from the king. My people built ships to get away from this shitty desert. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but, and, and so, yeah, my mom and dad migrated, came here from um, Indonesia, and I was born and raised in Dearborn, and my dad was super strict, and he raised me like a fucking girl. Okay. Like, he was super fucking strict. Right. Like my curfew at nineteen or anything like that. Nope. Nope. My curfew at nineteen was like seven. Wow. Seven PM. Yeah. So you didn't have any social life as no, a No, and I resented my dad for it. Yeah. I fucking resented that motherfucker for it. How know? was your mom? My mom's great. My mom's crazy. Yeah. Loopy. Yeah. All over the place. Nice. Hilarious. <laughs> She's the funniest person I know. She just always on a constant, constant. just, she's just naturally funny. You know, she, my mom, my mom got out of a ticket one time cause she was speeding uh-huh. cause she had diarrhea. <laughs> and then my mom, my mom told the cop to follow her to the house. And then when she pulls up to the house, he gets out of the car. He's like, what the hell is going on? She's like, she's like, she sticks her hand out. She's like, I need to take a shit. Arrest me. Arrest me. <laughs> yeah. She was like flipping out like that. She said the cop flipped out laughing. She's like, please, please. She goes, I'm going to go inside and then you can arrest me. I just need to take a shit. Oh my God. And the cop literally just said, just go. Oh, <laughs> my mom is hysterical. Oh, that's hilarious. But my dad was a tyrant. That motherfucker, man, you know, I have this joke that I'm working on where I'm just like, you know, I want to kill my dad. Uh-huh. But you can't kill your dad legally. No. So I joined the Marine Corps so I can go to the Middle East and kill people who look like my dad. <laughs> So now we know how you became a Marine. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. It's all because of prom. Like, I, I went, I, my friend just convinced me to go to prom. He's like, hey, man, my, 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 this girl that I'm dating, this hot blonde in Sterling Heights, has a, has a cousin and she thinks you're cute. And, uh, you know, she'll go to prom with you. Mm-hmm. So I met Amber. We got to get to know each other and whatever. And she's going to be my prom date. Real cute, man. She, I was like, okay, fine. I guess I'll go to prom. So I'm about to go to prom, and um, we're going to go pick up our dates in Sterling Heights. These two greaseball Arabs are going to go to Sterling Heights to pick up these, <laughs> these fucking white chicks from my every towers. Right. And uh, so, uh, uh, and then before we leave, my mom was like, Michael, make sure you bring them here, okay? I want to take picture. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, I really don't want to much. Okay, I'll take pictures and I'll send them. No, 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 no. I want picture in front of the house. Me, you, your father. And I'm just like, Dude, my dad is the worst person to fucking bring these girls around, man. He is, my dad is the type of person, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. No, he has this presence that when he walks into a room, he sucks all of the color out of the room. Really? Wow. He doesn't have to say anything. He just has a, pre- he commands attention, mm-hmm. you know? And just turns everything black and white. And he just, exactly. He's like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like before she made it to Oz. You know what I mean? Uh, So, um, yeah, so we go to pick up these girls. And mind you, I'm from Dearborn where, like, even for me to date an Arab girl, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to date what you would call jumpers. What's that? Back in the day. A jumper is an Arab girl that comes from a pretty strict family. She's got a lot of brothers that will kick your fucking ass. Okay. And the only way you could fuck her 
you got to wait for everyone in our house to go to sleep. And then she jumps out the window <laughs> to meet you. That's so literally a jumper. <laughs> okay. So I never really dated Arab girls because right. it was just too much trouble. Right. Because right. they were all jumpers. It was just too many hoops to jump through. Well, you were like, I was already dealing with a 7 p.m. curfew on my exactly. own here. So. so now you know why I like white girls. Okay. You see? Because like, to it. me, it's like either I go to try to like, you know how hard it is to keep an erection knowing that some brother's going to jump out of bush to beat the shit out of you, bro? <laughs> You know what I mean? That's right, like too right. much anxiety. <laughs> right. <laughs> so to me, it's like, why would I do that when I can just drive up and down Warren Avenue and some girl from Sterling Heights is just driving down looking for an Arab roughneck? Hi, what's up? Hi, I'll suck your dad. <laughs> Meet my dad. <laughs> I'd really, really like to piss him off right now. <laughs> so I go to Sterling Heights to pick up these two girls, and I was surprised that we pulled up in the driveway. I was like, well, we're not going to go down the street and have them fucking meet us down the street. He's like, no, bro, we're going to meet their parents. I'm like, what? Mm. We get down. Because they're cousins, both parents were there. Okay. So there was two sets of parents there. Right. <laughs> two sets of white motherfucking Sterling Height parents excited to see these greaseball Arabs take their <laughs> white girls to their prom, <laughs> knowing that we're going to fuck them. <laughs> It's just so weird. I, I, it, I mean, it is weird. It's weird. Every pro, I think it's weird to meet the parents, basically. Like, yeah, there's, I never I loved homecomings because nobody ever really wanted to, like, they weren't really. It wasn't that big of a deal. Right, right. But the prom, you had to meet everybody. Yeah, it was kind of like, too. this is an anxiety. I had to take an Alka Seltzer. Like, but here's yeah. the thing, though. We were taking them to our prom. Right, okay. Why is that exciting for them? You know what I mean? I mean, they paid money for dresses and stuff, so they were like, hey, at least get some pictures out of this. You know? I don't know. I, listen, I loved it. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> Everything about it, I was like, I wish I was part of this family. This seems like a fun fucking family, man. You know what I'm saying? Mom and dad just knows I'm going to get blasted tonight, and that's great. And then I take her back to Dearborn. Okay. To go meet my mom in the pictures. Mm -hmm. And my goal is... Get the girls out of the fucking car. Ma, shoot the picture. Get in the car and get the fuck out of here. Right. Okay? You're like, this is going to be a quickie. <laughs> as soon as we pull up, my mom is such a socialite. My mom just comes out. Hello. Hi. <laughs> making everybody laugh. You know, she's just the, the life of the party. You know what right, I mean? Right. Everybody loves my mom. <laughs> um, my sister's there, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, the color starts disappearing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Our motherfucker is on Here the, comes dad. You know what I'm saying? He's on the porch, just staring at everybody. And I can even see because Amber just starts like, like, look at my dad staring at us from the top of the fucking porch. And then my dad's like, okay, okay, everybody inside. Oh, no. Come, 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 come. Everybody inside, inside, inside. Oh, no, inside. no, no. I fucking go in, in the living room. There are a circle of chairs in the oh, living shit. room. He's, he's holding a meeting. Oh, is this an intervention? And this was <laughs> like, this was the most ghetto meeting too, because all the chairs were mismatched. It was fold out chairs, and then you had like uh, a, a dining room chair, a milk crate. You know, we're, we're, this is kind of like like this is what we have here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this my, is what we have like here. my dad put so many. He thought like a bunch of people were coming. I was like, there's only four of us. What the fuck is wrong with Your you? Your dad got the stools out from the bar. Bro, <laughs> we sat down in the circle, and we just stared at each other. And my dad just loves to play with that silence, man. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Even the cat was sitting there with us. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, my dad goes to my date. He's like, so what is your name? She's like, Amber. Oh, Amber. Hmm. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, Sterling Heights. 
Yeah, Sterling Heights. Okay, 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 okay. What are you going to do with my son tonight? Oh, daddy dropped it down. And then my mom's like, pictures. Okay, everybody, pictures. I'm all smart. She got everybody up. Fucking took them all outside your to take pictures. Your condoms in your pocket real quick. You know quick. what I mean? Yeah. Problem. She, your, mom, your mom sounds like the gem of the, of the my family. My mom is the shit. Yeah, she's and the then gem. my dad takes me <clears throat> to the side. He goes, Michael, come here. Mm. Goes into his bedroom, closes the door. Oh, jeez. And then he towers over me and he's like, what time you come home tonight? I'm like, uh, I don't know, like two, two, nine o'clock. It's eight now. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what he tell me? You know what he tell me? He's like, what? It's enough time. Ten minute there, dance, half hour, come back. You can't take these girls. All you're going to do, dancing, life. dancing. Yeah. Oh, dancing, dancing. That's it. Hey, you dancing, dancing, come home. <laughs> fuck. And then I was like, I, we agreed on midnight. Okay. I didn't come home for three days. <laughs> You stayed away. Oh, yeah. Because you this... knew you were in for it. Yeah, like... I'm not coming home at fucking midnight, motherfucker. So what, what time of night did you decide? Well, this is the whole the best part. <laughs> before, before I left, this is another thing that he told me. He goes, Michael, I want to tell you something very important. This girl, she going to try to have sex with you tonight. <laughs> and on the inside, I was like, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, right, exactly. And on the outside, I was like, no, we're Muslim. We don't do that. Right. Yeah, right, we don't do that. Right, yeah. I'm yeah. Just like, so now you know why I joined the Marines. Yeah, I feel you. I joined the Marines to get away from that motherfucker. I feel you. Too much constraint and too much restriction. Um, but your mom sounds awesome. How many uh, brothers and sisters do you have? I just got one sister. Just one sister? Yeah. Um, are you, you the oldest? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you will beat guys' asses if she tries I to have. be a jumper? You have. Okay. Oh, not because of her being a jumper. It's, she was dating a drug dealer. Oh, really? When I got out of the Marine Corps after four years, my mom and dad went... So when I joined the Marines, that made my mom divorce my dad. Okay. Because my mom, for the longest time, was like, let off of him. Let off of him. He's going to run away one day. Let off of him. And then one day, I was like, fuck it. I'm a Marine now. Yep. And my mom was like, you killed our son. Mm. That's how my mom looked at it. She's like, you just sent him to fucking war. He's going to die now. Well, back then, too, a lot of people really, really right. thought that. Yeah. So then she, she divorced my dad. And then my sister, for four years, didn't have many male figures in right. the picture. Right. So when I got back, she was dating a drug dealer. Shit. So I had to beat the fuck out of him. Mm. fight him off mm. you know so she's cool now oh yeah my sister's great yeah, yeah yeah she's fucking awesome 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 um okay so like what so through all of this and going through the marines being in war yeah okay no war no war i thought you i joined were... during the clinton administration oh okay i'm sorry i thought you were clinton the... wasn't dropping bombs he was dropping loads oh okay <laughs> So where'd you basically, where, where, where'd you, uh, where were you working out of? Uh, just, I was stationed out of Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Okay. And then I've been overseas on some training exercises and like, uh, the six month float. Cause every, uh, no matter what, there's always Marines on ships in certain parts of the sea. And then they, they rotated them out every six months. Okay. So I was in one of those six months rot- rotations, okay. which was nice. I got to see Europe and, you yeah. know, and not have to kill anyone. Yeah. What was your favorite part of being a Marine? Not killing anyone. <laughs> so my favorite part about being a Marine was not having not to kill anyone. anyone. Well, that's awesome. I'm so happy. I didn't join to serve my country. I'm sorry anybody listening to this going, thank you for serving our country. No, bro. Thank you for getting my dad away from me, bro. Right. That's right. the only reason I joined. Dude. And I, I completely And I'm not even, I'm not why. even ashamed to say that shit. You think an Arab guy is like, yeah, I can't wait to go to the Middle East and kill other people that look like me. No, that's no. just a joke. <laughs> um, so after all that, what, when did you decide to do comedy? Um, I did comedy when I got out of the Marine Corps. 
Yeah. Yeah. At first I was like a diesel mechanic because I used to be a mechanic in the Marines. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out, uh, I because I was working on Detroit diesel engines mm-hmm. in the Marines, there's Detroit diesels right here. Right. So uh, I was very lucky. Sense. They I was instantly I got hired by them. Really good cush job working on engines inside of a, a factory. We were working on prototype engines. Okay. So I was working on engines that were not on the road. So they weren't super greasy. Right. It wasn't super cold out. It was a nice cush job. Right. But I was miserable. Yeah. So weird. I was so miserable doing that job because the whole time I wanted to be an actor. I really wanted to get into entertainment. Okay. But I was one of those Arab kids that was always like, you know, their parents told them you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So then now when after I joined the Marines and now my dad is not around, nobody can like rule me. That's when I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And then I got laid off from that job. And then I took my first acting class at Henry Ford. Okay. And uh, turned out I was the class clown. Oh, I was making course. everyone laugh. <laughs> I was the type of guy giving everybody nicknames. Right. And, and then this other kid named Adam Peacock, who's my good friend now, he showed up. Really funny guy. Mm-hmm. Now me and him are the tag team fucking jesters of the of fucking the theater appreciation class. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then one day he was like, "It's I started comedy because of him. Because he walked up to me one day. He's like, hey, man, you're funny, man. And I was like, Dude, I'm like, I'm like, you're funny. He's like, I'm taking classes at the Second City in Detroit. And I literally was like, oh, what's that? I didn't even know what it was. Right. Because, you know, Second City, it's improv, man. It's where all the fucking people from SNL come from and this, that, and the other thing. And I was just like, fuck it. I'll try it. Hell yeah. Went there, signed up for a class, was in my first class, and then all of a sudden, turns out they were having open audition calls for people to be an understudy for the touring company. Okay. I auditioned, and then all of a sudden, I was a fucking understudy. Damn. Within like, I didn't even finish the first class. Right. And they already hired me as an understudy because I did a joke that was so fucking ballsy and funny. This was like maybe a couple of months after 9-11. Okay. And they, they one of the exercises was three through the door. Okay. And they wanted to see if you were able to create different characters and speak in those characters' voices. So the, 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 the part of the audition is, is one person sits in the middle of the stage and all they do is react. Your job is, is to come in, go behind a door, create a character, mm-hmm. open the door in that character, say one line in that character's voice, and then leave, close the door, create another character, and then do that two more times. So you got to do that three times. Okay. Did one character, don't really remember what I did. Did a second character, didn't really know what I remember what I did. Mm-hmm. The one I did was so memorable, people keep talking about it to this day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lay it on us. And I was like, I remember I was behind the door. I was like, do I want to do it? <laughs> I was really scared because it was I like. Know. Oh. I do. I've done this a million times. Too and then I was like, things. fuck it. And I <laughs> opened the door as a terrorist. And I played it very real. Mm-hmm. And I mean, very real. Mm-hmm. And I came out and I screamed, Allahu Akbar. And if you ever remember, like in the movies, that's what you would hear when, right. before the guy blows himself yep. up. Yep. And I said it in such a screeching way, like I couldn't wait to kill someone. Right. And it fucking scared <laughs> everyone. <laughs> but this is the joke. I get up, I go, Allah, what, And I go to pull the cord, mm-hmm. and it won't, won't work. Uh. And then I go, <laughs> fuck, and I leave. <laughs> <laughs> That brought the entire audition judges, they fucking, they lost their shit. 
Yeah. They all said, you got it because of that. We were like, if he was ballsy enough to do that and make it funny, then we got to make him an understudy. And that was nice. fucking cool. So um, how long did you do that for? I did that two years. Nice. Graduated, became an alumni. Nice. Understood how to do improv. But then in the process, I started creating video sketches. So I was the first one that had a camera. Okay. And I started teaching myself how to use a camera. I taught myself how to edit. I taught myself all this. I was just, because the internet was very new at the time. So me, I was just yeah. in my room, constantly smoking cigarettes. I used to smoke a lot then. Yeah. And just reading and reading and reading and learning how to make videos. And I started making like really good poppy videos. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? Old as fuck. Old as fuck. Yeah. I think we're kind of the same age. How old are you? 42. Damn, you're 42? Yeah. You know, I didn't think you were 42. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody think, does this. I hate it. <laughs> that's good. No, it is don't good. Hate it, it. it is good. It's just it's funny because I'm you got like black in you or some shit. I don't know. Fat don't crack. So hey, and how was hey? The fat fills in the cracks. <laughs> fat fills in the cracks. That's what it does. No, and then when I was a lot heavier, it's like I, now I'm starting to notice wrinkles after I started after I lost the the 300 pounds. Well, yeah. So it's that's like, gonna happen. Yeah, but like before, my face was like really big, so you never saw sure. anything. I looked like I was 25. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 46. So. You're 46. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're like the same around the same age. around the same age. Yeah. So, uh, um, what was I just talking about? Oh, um, about the, uh, pub, uh, when you did the at second city. So yeah, I did that and, and that was great. I did that for two years. Uh, like I said, I started making videos and then when I started making videos, they started catching on a couple of them went viral. Okay. Other people started coming to me to make other videos and then I created a web series. I created this video that went viral called MTV Cribs Arab American Style. Oh my gosh, I have to see that. Have you ever one. watched it? It's I 12 years it. old, but I shot it and it looks exactly like I think it. I've seen that. You do? MTV yeah. Cribs Arab American Style. Arab, and yeah. basically, I made it look exactly like Cribs. And, and everyone in Dearborn show. and everyone who watched it thought it was real. They, right. Every lot of people thought that MTV literally went to some fat loser Arab guy's house. <laughs> And in the whole video, you know, what's funny about the video is he's showing you this regular three, three, a bedroom bungalow in right, Dearborn. In Dearborn yeah. And the whole time he's trying to convince you it's not his mom's house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't say that, but you could, the, the subtext is him just trying to pawn it off as this is my place. Right. Anyways, right? um, that blew up. And then I created a spinoff of, off of that, of those two characters. And I called it the Ed and Mo show. And the Ed and Mo show, we predicted Postmates. Okay. It was basically a uh, fake reality show of these two losers from Dearborn. One's a fat Lebanese immigrant who can barely speak English. Uh-huh. And then his best friend, Ed, who's mm-hmm. a way rap. Okay. He's a white kid who acts a rap. Oh. Yeah. I've never heard that term. Because we made it up. You made it up. We made it up. <laughs> so, and, 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 and. I mean, I've heard the other one, white kid who acts black. Right. Yeah. So, so. We, we, we created another one. Because okay. there are white kids in Dearborn. They'd be like, hey, well, LeBro, and you know what I mean? Right. They, they adopt the culture, and <laughs> they date Arab girls. And, right. You know, and they think, you know, they, you know what. Anyways, uh, so, we yeah, we created this character. Where, and that kind of blew up too right and uh that that was a fun show because it was basically the fat lebanese guy tries to create this new business called we get it <laughs> and you go and get all you do people. is call us to get it and we'll, we'll get, get it, it. <laughs> get it great idea so like yeah so we predicted postmates you predicted all of it doordash all we of predicted it postmates, <laughs> pre- predicted all that fucking shit yeah so that's the, the show is the shows that these two losers were trying to start that the fat guy is trying to start that. But his white friend, the way rep, 
only dates Arab girls from the most strict Muslim. He, he dates jumpers. Okay, jumpers. So okay. The, so every day, not only are they trying to do business, they're also trying to dodge all these Leave Arabs that are trying to beat the shit out of Ed. Beat the fuck out of <laughs> So goddamn funny. Yeah, so that's that's the show that I created. And then when I when I created that show, that got me into reality TV shows. So I ended up producing um, uh, in New York for six months, and that's what got me to L.A. I ended up producing the show Swamp People for four years. Okay. Um, and then while I was doing Swamp People, I was like, yo, man, I don't want to lose my comedy chops. And I tried to do improv, but it was really hard to get other people to really commit. Mm -hmm. the, so then I said, you know what? I don't want to lose my chops. I'll just go to an open mic right? so I can just keep writing. Mm -hmm. I never meant to be a stand-up. I just wanted to fucking just keep sharp while I'm doing reality TV. Right. And then it didn't take long where all of a sudden some guy was like, hey, man, I got a show, dude. You should be on it. Right. And then I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I did it. And then next, you know, some other guy's like, hey, man, there's a guy that needs an opener in Florida. Right. I think you'd be good for that. And I'm like, only like not even a year in, I'm like, okay. And, and no, then, it's overwhelming sometimes. You I know? didn't care. I was yeah. just like, I mean, whatever. Like, I mean, but like, you're like, wow, what is happening right now? Yeah. You know? But I had all this other experience. I've had 10 right. years of experience doing improv, right. and writing, and right. directing. And so it came naturally acting, anyway. Comedic acting. So I got a lot of stage experience. Yeah. So it all fell into place really quick. And then the stand up thing just started picking up fast. Yeah. So, so, um, as far as stand-up comedy goes, who are your influences? Patrice O'Neill and Bill Hicks. Okay. Those, yeah. Though, I think those two are kind of like the mixture of what what I feel like I am because I'm kind of political like Bill Hicks, and but then I, I kind of feel like I, I'm also political like Patrice O'Neill, but yeah. I'm also goofy like him. You're goofy like Patrice, yeah. Because but I wouldn't say like. No, no, no. In your own way. Yeah, but I, that's what I yeah. kind of feel. It's like, yeah. you know, just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, try to be political or whatever, but be stupid about it. Exactly, exactly. And that's and it works. I love Patrice. Um, besides your influences, like, who, who makes you laugh? Like, your fellow comedians out there right now that you're working with on stages all over the place. Ones that make me laugh, like, super hard. yeah trying to picture because a lot make me laugh mm -hmm. and then it all depends on like I'm trying to picture the ones that I'm working with that is making me like lose it it's really hard man because when I watch comedy sometimes I don't laugh because I'm breaking it down right you I, I completely understand it's really it. hard mm -hmm. because if anything I don't necessarily laugh. I just go, wow. Yeah. That was clever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. That was just such a smart way. And there's certain people, it, it can be the guest spot that does it. It can be the headliner. Yeah. It can be anybody. It's like people, certain people make you have that like, oh, they got it. But like people who've like made me, oh, I will say not in my, 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 my peer group, but one working comic right now that every time I watch him, Mm -hmm. makes me laugh uncontrollably mm -hmm. brian callen brian callen so funny he's so so funny, funny. i love he is he is alpha but goofy and feminine about it yeah yeah he like he all of his jokes all talk about how he just wants to be this man oh, he was you know? one of my favorites on mad tv right like, so funny but but when you see his perform when he does mm -hmm. his stand-up it's so like dramatic in an alpha male goofy way right right like he, like he has this bit where he talks about like he goes i just wanna i just wanna run with stallions <laughs> do you know what i mean you know these black 
stands and they all run and they all look, they revere me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then he goes, I'm just out there in the middle of the field, shirtless, sweating, dripping from me. And he's like all dramatic. And they're just riding around in a circle around me, <laughs> waiting for me to give them the command. And then all I go is, Hoof, and they run. <laughs> so fucking But what weird. I'm saying is like, that's, no, he's, he and he's so he's animated and like everything too. Like the, the, the whole presentation of it is And he takes the funny. male, the male, the, 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 the man that we all want to be. Yeah. And he, he literally just like relishes on that. And he, he, and he makes us believe like, this is, this is all he can think about. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Being this amazing apex guy, you know, but we, we were talking about, about um, we were talking about the hangover on the knuckleheads podcast last week. And, uh, I was like, my favorite character in the hangover is Brian Callen. Yes. <laughs> like, I swear. Cause he plays that. an Arab in that. Yes. Yes. And his accent and his Arabic words were perfect. perfect. <laughs> And then I found out he was raised in Lebanon. Yeah. His, like, his dad was, like, a diplomat or something like that. So he lived in the Middle East for a while. Okay. Because, I mean, like, he, like, was dead on. But I'm like, I don't even know what nationality you are, Brian Callen. Uh, he's know? white, I think. I, I don't know if he's white. I was like, are, are you white? Are you Italian? Like, what he's is so this? talented, man. Yeah. He's so funny. Have you that, ever seen him? That was, whole class of people. I was just thinking about when she said the hanger on one second. I'm thinking, who is he? He was in the shop. He was in the pawn shop. In the pawn, pawn shop. shop. Yeah. And I like the pawn shop. Yeah. Um, or wait, no, the chapel. Chapel, chapel, Sorry, chapel. The Not chapel. the pawn shop. In the, the chapel. chapel. Yeah. He was the guy that ran the chapel. He was in the right, but he, he, he came off as a pawn shop guy. You know right, what I right, mean? Right, right, No, totally. It didn't make sense. Like, why are you running a chapel? <laughs> why are you running a chapel? <laughs> <laughs> he is hilarious. He's in a lot of shit. He's in a lot of yeah, shit. No, he used to be in Mad TV. Him yeah. and Will Sasso, they were all in that like they same class of Mad TV people. Um, And I'm trying to think. And he's really good with movement. Yeah, yeah. You see him on stage? Yeah. He does these like hilarious like just dances and yeah. stuff, you know? It's yeah. just it's, he's graceful. I need to start doing like more improv and stuff like that because like I've never done anything until I started doing stand up. So I I actually want to get more into like the acting stuff and I've been talking to some of the improv people at Go, that go to Go and You should go there and try to take classes or like See if you can get on one of those open jams. Yeah, no, I, I actually, that's what they were just telling me about. Um, they are like, yeah, just come to an open jam. And just keep at it at least yeah. once a week or something. Yeah. Because it will help your comedy a lot. No, for sure. Because I just, one thing was big with me was I was very unconfident and uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable with people watching me. Yeah. And now I'm getting used to it, but it's like still even... You know, sometimes I'm just like, okay, I can't handle this. You don't come across that way. I know. A lot of people say that to me. That's I've, good. I just did the Detroit Women of Comedy Festival. Go? It was really good. Um, I was first. I opened up at 7 o'clock, so there wasn't a lot of whole, like a whole lot of people there. It was probably about 15, 20 people there. Right, right. But then everybody came in, and um, yeah, the headliner was great. Um, Marcella, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, and uh and uh, I'm trying to think who else was. Uh, oh, there were there were a couple of New York comics that I had met last night. Right. That, um, we exchanged, you know, Good. Instagram and everything. So that's what it, it's about. It was great. T Barb, fucking T Barb is hilarious. T Barb is the shit. I love T Barb. That's my girl. <laughs> she is the shit. She is the she's shit. She's so Detroit, and she's so humble and sweet. Yes. You no, know? no, that's what I mean. She's that's the Detroit yeah. that I know. I'm, I mean, you like, know what I mean? But, Funny ass people. But they're she's nice. She's hard as hell on stage. Like she will sit there and tell you what's up. You know, like I love her so much. She's and great. She killed. Um, and I know simply Chanel killed. 
the Friday before. Chanel, of course. Of course, Chanel. And then, um, but yeah, we had we had a lot of people on. Um, Ann Duke was on with me, and nice. she she did great. Um, she talked about killing her husbands. Good. So, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. I was like, okay, <laughs> taking tips. What no, made you get over uh, 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 the fear of people looking at you and then deciding I'm going to do stand up? I honestly, like, I did stand up as something because during COVID, I was like, all right, I'm going to kind of like bucket list because I'm sick and tired of being stuck in the house. As soon as we're allowed to do stuff, I'm going to do these things. Wow. So I did a podcast before, and that was like just me and my girlfriends talking, you know. And uh, during that, I kind of realized, yeah, you've always wanted to do stand up. So when that ended, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go on an open mic. And I went to a Brad Williams show at Mark Ridley's and met this guy who was trying it too. And he hooked me up with MCN. And then I started just, I went to an open mic. Paul was hosting. Um, Paul Elia? Uh, Paul, Paul Pipitone. Pipitone. He was hosting, not New Way though. It was like Detroit Burger Bar. Went to that. It was like, um, that was my first mic. Met a lot of people that night. And, like, Paul was like, yeah, keep at it, you know. And so then I went to a couple other mic. I went to a one other mic and everything shut down. And then after that, when it all opened up, because I started this show during the shutdown, because I was like, I have to keep doing this. I can't stop. After those two times, I was, like, hooked. So just started this. And then as soon as everything opened up, I just went hard. And I've done, like, so many mics now Good. it's crazy that's great i did i hit i 200. love that story i hit 200 you're counting them well i hit 200 i was i hit 200 around my birthday last july and that was from february to july i hit 200 good it was crazy i know i'm sorry 100 sorry i hit 100 on my birthday not Good. 200 and then i think i hit 200 closer to december if you live in a place like la or new york you would have hit i would have hit a thousand already. already yeah but it was it was it was really fun it was crazy um, and like, it's just, you know, it's like somebody who, you know, doesn't always get like praise and then everybody starts praising you and telling you like, you're good, you know? And then it's like, wow. And now I'm getting booked. Like it's insane. Yeah, it's wild. That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. It's the, I wasn't, I personally was not planning on being a stand up comedian. Right. And then I was just like, wow, I'm pretty good at this and this is fun. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Okay. So we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back. We're going to do the unsanctioned sh- seven with Mike Eshack, everybody. Yo, this is fun. Excellence, experience, prompt service. This is what you get from Good Helpers Heating and Cooling and Jones Labor Services. We have over 20 years experience. Good Helpers is there to make your life easier. With 20 years experience, we can take care of any heating or cooling situation. Let Good Helpers help you. Call 313-270-3600. 313-270-3600. Uh, we are back with Mike Eshack. How you doing, babe? Good. Yeah, you liking the show? We're having fun? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get to the part of the show now that is um, just our one segment, the unsanctioned seven. The seven random questions that we ask every guest here on Sanctioned by Stephanie. And um, first question going out to Mike Eshack. What's the most awkward interaction you've ever had with another person? Damn. <laughs> Sorry, I had a hard one to start. 
I usually erase those from my memory. So. Yeah, you're just like, no. The most awkward mm-hmm. that I've ever had with someone. Damn. I have so many awkward, <laughs> because I know, like, improvisers. Right. Those motherfuckers are awkward as fuck. Right, <laughs> right. I had an awkward interaction yesterday I can tell everybody about. Um, one of the uh, women that was uh, an out-of-town comic, uh, I called her by the wrong name, and she was like, no, it's not me. And I was like, no, it's you. I've seen pictures of you. Like, And she's like my name is not that <laughs> my name is this and I was like oh and it was kind of awkward for a minute and yeah I kind of was like all right I'm gonna go get a drink bye <laughs> like, yeah so probably any interaction with your dad <laughs> no I'm trying to think of the most awkward I think the most awkward is with this one time I had a try to had a threesome I couldn't get it up oh really that was disappointing yeah that's awkward. <laughs> that's awkward. That's really awkward. That was terrible. And that's an interaction for sure. Um, second question. Uh, what's the worst thing that you've ever smelt? Oh, man. This girl's pussy in Southgate. <laughs> Are you talking about me now, mister? Maybe it was you. <laughs> no. No idea. We're the same age almost. Yeah, it could have been you. <laughs> I never dated an Arab guy. Sorry. Yeah, man. Uh, there was a girl that I was hooking up with. She was kind of already kind of like bad news, but like, you know, I was like, in, I was into it cause she was like really sexual. And then like, you know, one time I went to go have sex with her in the back seat of my car. Mm-hmm. I think it was the back seat of her mom's car. And even better. <laughs> I took, I took her, her panties off and yo, whoa. Bro, that smell that came out of her fucking pussy Mm -hmm. was so bad. Really? It was so bad. I can't even describe it. Do you think she had a disease or something? I'm sure she did. Did she give you chlamydia? Because then then all of a sudden I remember we were hanging and we were too, I was too young to understand what was going on. I was like maybe 18. Right. You know? Right. Um, Maybe 17. Newbie when it came to the pussy. Yeah, this is like one of my, maybe like the fourth, fifth girl I'm probably like right. trying Rest to hook up with. Yeah. with. And my God. And then I remember while we were dating, she started feeling sick. Oh, okay. And she was all like, my body hurts. And I couldn't understand what was going on. She's like, I got to go see the doctor. And she's like, I'm not feeling good. Mm-hmm. But then like. We, she ended up breaking up with me before I could follow up on what happened. Oh, she probably had a UTI. Is that what it was? Yeah. Is that what happens? That's probably a UTI. Yeah. Some kind of like urinal tract infection thing. And yeah. then it like it affects your body like that? Like, like makes, your, your whole... makes your body hurt. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like you get cramps like worse than yeah. the period. And I remember yeah. I felt really bad because mm-hmm. like she like she didn't want to hug or anything. She and, just wasn't feeling good. And like guys don't usually get that. I don't. It's not like something transferred. So it's like she probably didn't give it to you, but she probably Well, I didn't it. stick my dick in oh, when no. it was that like that. Oh, okay. That right. was like the last I put my dick in. Okay. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Okay, good. Good. Um, okay. <laughs> Southgate, baby. Southgate and that strange pussy. Gotta love the gate. The gate. Gotta love the gate. <laughs> um, what's a niche joke that you uh, that you know that probably only you find funny? Any kind of joke that... Um, oh. 
It's another comics joke. That's fine. That's anybody. Uh, Jeff Carzales, who's a crazy fucking Marine comic. Okay. He is out of his mind. Really? He earned it because he went to war. Right. <laughs> and he killed a lot of people who look like me. Okay. Okay. Uh, he is a character on Generation Kill on HBO. Okay. Meaning that they wrote it based off of his real life experiences in okay. Iraq. Okay. So this guy has a joke that he says he's, he's going to stop doing because people are getting mad at him for it. And me as an Arab, I'm like, bro. Fuck these woke white people. That's a funny joke. And it's dark. Okay. And he goes, he dated an Iraqi girl once. And she told him one day, she's like, I have a deep, dark secret. And he's like, just tell me. He goes, I'm sure I can understand. She's like, well, I've I've had an abortion at one point Mm -hmm. in my life. And he goes, well, that's great. That means we both killed Iraqi babies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it. So what? funny. And he thinks that he has to get rid of that because people go, it's a groaner? Do people groan? A lot of people are like, oh, because we're in LA. Oh, yeah. I'm like, get on the road, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, come here. You know how many people will fucking laugh at that here? Do that in front of Iraqi people. <laughs> right. They would love it. They would die. They would die. They'd be the only ones in the room laughing. Right. That's so fucking Standing funny. Ovation. Right. That's, right. How, that's how this joke, I did a Yemeni, a Yemen, a dark Yemen joke, one of my new dark Yemen jokes at this one show in LA. And Everyone in the room groaned except the table of eight Yemeni guys. They were all fucking dying, like, losing yeah. their fucking yeah. That's so funny. Um, all right, next question. What funny saying would be written on your tombstone to describe the life you lived? <laughs> Big dick, bigger bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dick, Bigger Bank Account. That should be the name of one of my fucking albums. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Big Dick, Bigger Bank Account. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like you need like a cash money millionaire thing on the bottom of it or something. For else. real. <laughs> Taking it back from the 99 2000. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. You said funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> okay. Next question. What's the most ridiculous thing you would buy? If you were given a hundred million dollars, most ridiculous, yeah, <sighs> really ridiculous. I mean, Man. I mean, it can't be low key ridiculous like Kenny Powers going and buying the jet ski. You know, <laughs> it's no, got to be big. Hmm, <laughs> hundred million. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, let's talk about this. Okay, okay, because there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, break this down. Break it down. But I'm just now. saying one ridiculous item so you can only buy one item with this no 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 no, no. not for a hundred million i'm just saying like out of all the ridiculous items you're gonna buy what's the top one? Oh, yeah i'm thinking that with that 100 million dollars i have to buy one ridiculous item no no because no. i think that would be ridiculous what's the top is to take a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> hundred million dollars and like and like buy one um, thing <laughs> an nft 
one thing one that's 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 all you can buy with it that would be funny that would be ridiculous like it's like brewster's millions you know what would be the most ridiculous thing (laughs) yeah that i would buy yeah if you were just ridiculously wealthy I mean, we heard big dick, big bank account, but if you were ridiculously, like, you know, wealthy. Wow, buy a time machine? I don't think they exist, huh? <laughs> Would if, you invent one? If, <laughs> if time machines exist, that means they've always existed. Right. Mike, we're getting you know too Elon deep. Musk has got one of them time machines. I'm going to get down He's a wormhole. I don't even, I'm going to start, like, I seriously get confused with the Back to the Future stuff. I'm like, hey, Oh, I really? I did back in the day when I'd watch it. I'd be like, okay, wait, I don't understand. You just wait, wait till we unlock the multiverse. We're almost there. Right? Because right? <laughs> the there's another version of you. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And she's a bitch. <laughs> I believe we can tap into the other person subconsciously. You think so? Yeah. Is, do you think that's what um like multiple personality disorder is? Just us tapping into multiverse versions of ourselves? It's possible. Possible I, that people with multiple personality disorder are people that have no idea that every so often their brain is switching to a different parallel universe node of themselves. That's crazy. It's wild. And it might be right. I almost feel like people that are <laughs> schizophrenic are people that are like in between worlds. Right, right. I want a time machine too, but I'm afraid that I would... <laughs> I'm afraid I would like do like a butterfly effect thing and like fuck up the whole world if I went back and like sneezed for I know. a long time. You know what I mean? I know. That's the one thing I'm scared about with time travel. I think that's fascinating though. Dr. Yeah. Ron warned everybody about that. Yeah. It did. One of my favorite things about Back to the Future, and I thought it was a very good, simple film technique, and it was when he makes it back to 1989, 86, wherever he's coming from, he makes himself come back about 30 minutes earlier. Yeah. And then he comes back and he can witness exactly, he can witness himself going back. And I know that, I was, the that was the coolest cool. part of it. That of was all super of, cool. When they could see each other, yeah, like see those versions. And, and like when he came back and he's seen him get shot that one time, yes. he was all emotional and then he had to like jump in and then take off. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I just, I love, those are my favorite movies of all time. Me like, too. I love them so much. I love them. Um, What's the most embarrassing outfit you've ever worn? We had a lot of crazy trends throughout life. <laughs> so I did, really don't did, get embarrassed. Did you walk, rock the wallet chain? No, never rocked the wallet chain. I did at one point tight roll my pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what was I into that was stupid, man? <laughs> I owe you. You know, Remember I think the, I think the most I think the most embarrassing thing I wore, but I wasn't embarrassed about it, was when I was on this uh, uh, movie that um, what's his name Stein, that the comic that's from here, the Jewish kid with the afro. Oh shoot, I can't think of his name. Yeah, but he moved to L.A. Right, and then he put me in one of his things where I play in, uh, 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 like a smarmy Jewish guy in a sauna. Oh really? Yeah, and I, and, I, and 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 I'm wearing a speedo with the Star of David on my dick. Oh shit! Yeah, and I got a picture of it with me like taking a picture, but that would probably be the most embarrassing thing. I wouldn't yeah. wear that out. I <laughs> wouldn't wear that anywhere. No man, speedos are stupid. <laughs> speedos are so funny. Like, and it's always when you're at a beach, it's always like the old old. It's always the guy that's not supposed to be wearing yes, it. Yes, yes. It's never Either, the guy that should be wearing it. Right, exactly. Either it's a really big guy or a really really like skinny old skinny, man. Skinny old flappy floppy man. And his fucking balls pop out the side of them and it's like ugh. come on bro and you know what and like i can't help but look it's like that's what the that's the it's the beauty of the speedo you can't help but look you gotta look at it yeah. and then you see 
too much. <laughs> You're like, well, I've been losing weight look. over the last year, so I've been like really, I've been very fit recently. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I did wear that speedo, yeah. there was a part of me that was like, "Yo, you could rock this." <laughs> You know what I mean? There was the Arab in me, like the Mediterranean douchebag inside of me. It was right. just like, I don't know. I don't know. You yeah, might want to grace the world with this body. And then I had to like shake it up. Like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Don't like, do that. Put your fucking board shorts on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be a man. Watch. I'm going to be one of those old men. I'm going to be like 71. I'm going to look floppy and shit, but I'm going to look good for 71. I'm going to look good for 71. 71 yeah. Even though no one wants to see me naked. Right. But I'm going to look good for 71 and I'm going to be like, that's it. Speedos. Fuck it. <laughs> Because people are like, why are you wearing a Speedo? I'll be like, I'm 71. And then I'm going to expect them to be like, wow, you're 71. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow, you're 42. <laughs> That's how I feel. Okay, last question. What's the best Wi-Fi name you've ever seen? Fat Kids Love Milk. Really? That was so quick. You really had that on deck. Like, I don't know how we just vibed that out. Right. That was the one that, yeah, that's the one that always sticks with me. Yeah, yeah. It's not, somebody has, uh, somebody down the street here has a, Kanye West is my baby daddy. Okay. (laughs) I was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty funny. So much, uh, so many crazy things. Or like one I saw, I was just, no. I like that. (laughs) Just no. Just no. That's that's totally what we would have to do for like my grandparents. Like, yeah. okay, you have the one that's just called no. No, yeah. <laughs> you don't touch this. You don't change it. Yeah. You don't do anything. I don't else. understand when people put their last name in there. I'm like, why you do that? I know it's bad. You make yeah. it easy for me to now. I know who. What? Yeah. Somebody down. Uh, somebody in Taylor by my cousin's house had meth den. It let's was just see, meth den. Let's see what pops up. When I... I don't think we have any weird ones. No? close by. No, I did this the other day messing around with it. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're all just names and numbers. Yeah, you a fucking n- lame ass, <laughs> lame ass. Fucking it's Southgate. Gate. Southgate girls, you need to wash your pussies and stop being lame. Okay, so thank you for coming on, Mike. This was so fun. I'm I really really love every time you come into town and I get to run into you. Like, yeah, same. So fun. This was fun. Um, I can't wait to uh, you know, do more things together in the future too. Same. So, um This was fun podcast. I like the the randomness of that. That was fun. Yeah. Uh real quick for you, uh go ahead and plug everything you do. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm sick of telling people to come to my Instagram, even though I'm Mike from Detroit on everything, Instagram, Twitter, Pornhub, everything. I'm TikTok. Mike from Detroit, TikTok, everything. Uh Instagram is shadow banning me. Mm. So you can't search for me on Instagram. Really? Yeah. The only way you're going to find me on Instagram is you have to type in the very last letter, all the way to the very last letter that I can come up. Otherwise, it's going to give you Mike.313.Detroit. You're going to be all these other guys with like four or five followers. Right. And then it's just not going to throw me up. And, And it even says on the thing that I'm banned. That's crazy. It tells me, it tells me why I'm banned. Why? Because of a meme that I posted of Pablo Escobar sitting in front of the White House. And the meme says, and the meme, and all the meme says is Pablo Escobar's taking a picture in front of the White House while he's the most wanted man in the world is the level of fucks I, I, I aspire to have. Right, achieve right. Achieve or whatever. Right, right. What's wrong with that post? That's, that's. What's wrong with that post? Because it's Pablo Escobar? I don't know. Like, I have no I have clue. no idea. That's There's crazy. no guns in the post. There's nothing. It's a picture of some brown guy with his kid in front of the White House. Yeah. Yeah. That's got me shadow banned. Damn. So anyways. Best way to find me, just go to MikeFromDetroit.com and all my links to all my social media right there. Yep. Right at the very you top. You go to his YouTube page, everything. That's MikeFromDetroit.com. Sweet website too, by the way. I'm trying to make it better, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I liked it. I, I was you. like, because I just was like, okay, let me get to his YouTube, you know, instead right. of putting in Mike from Detroit, I just hit your, your 
webpage. And oh, really? It be right there. Oh, yeah. no. So how did you search me via Google? Um, yeah. So you bought Mikey Shack? Mikey Shack Comedy. Okay, and yeah. then and the first thing that popped up was? Was your webpage. Nice. Yeah. That's good to it know. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Good. I'll show you when we're done. Yeah, yeah. Um, any shows here coming up, or are you getting up, you get the fuck out of town again? Uh, 313 Tonight. Oh, yeah. Nice. We'll Great. Be, we'll be putting that up. 313 Tonight, um, and then uh, then I'm back in L.A. You going back to L.A.? Okay. Yeah. We're going to see you again this summer, though? I am back June 14th. Sweet. To the 21st. I will be at the House of Comedy Detroit. Yes. June 17th and 18th, part of that whole showcase lineup they're doing. For is that the, the inaugural day? I think that's the, the opening weekend. Okay, all right. Which is really, really cool, so. All right, I have to come check it I'd out. I'd much rather feature whatever, but I think it's special. I don't like to, I'd like to come yeah. do the showcase show. Yeah, the, when I heard that was going on, I was like, blew me away. Um, I know. Yeah, like I, uh, Robin Gillerin had posted about it, and she said it's just going to be really, really cool. It's I cool can't to have wait. Something right that's where time. I started comedy. Mm-hmm. Second City was there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. so it's just like, it's great. It's like, I think it's okay, cool. I'm, I'm super stoked. Right there. I'm sorry. Yeah. What's that, man? We we went to we seen Second City there. Oh, nice. Way went, back in the day. Twenty what was it? Nineteen eight. When was it? At least two thousand three or two thousand. Yeah. yeah, like it was. Yeah. It was that's, early. That's when I was there. Really? Yeah. We that's probably saw you. We probably because I'm thinking. <laughs> I remember they did that thing where somebody sat there and you did the three. You, I remember, when you were saying that, I'm like, I remember. They did that. The oh, that, you know what? They That's the show that you saw just as I was almost about to leave Second City. That was the show that they brought that game as part of the end of it. And then the tall white guy with the blonde hair, Jeff uh, Yeah, because I remember Fritz. the thing was, was about, it was, it was the, Black no, Jesus. No, it was the Kwame Yeah, show. Black Jesus. It was the Kwame yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went and saw the Kwame yeah, show. That's, and uh, he that's did Antoine, the Black Antoine played Black yeah. Jesus. Yes, and he was so good. Antoine yeah. McKay's hilarious. Oh, so funny. And, and so and is uh, Jeff Fritz, the tall, linky white guy. Yes, yes. He was my fucking favorite. A friend of mine now, but I remember when I saw him, I was like, "This guy's so amazing." And the thing that made me feel really good was, remember I told you that three through the door, mm-hmm. and then that whole explosive thing and fuck. He ended up doing that at a show. Like he goes, I came through the door, and then I came and I did it, and he goes and it ripped the room apart. And as soon as I did it, I'm like, I just stole that from Meshack. <laughs> <laughs> so then he he, he like, and I saw him after that show, and he sat down. And he told me, he's like, dude. I stole your bit. I didn't mean to. Right. He goes, right. It just came to me and I just fucking. Right. Then after I got done, I'm like, that's Ishak's bit. And he goes, I just want to let you know it leveled the room. <laughs> and so that's, that, that's always good to that hear. That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, you yeah know? for sure. Um, real quick, last thing I got to say uh, I have Saucy Brew Works, a new, show, new showcase that I'm starting. Saucy Brew Works. Saucy Brew Works. It is downtown, right down the street from LCA. It nice. is a beautiful, beautiful establishment. They have coffee and they brew their own beer and they also have like a full menu too. So it's a, um, Father's Day is our first show. Um, this bitch ended up making an all-female lineup on Father's Day thinking like, hey, let's give dads a day off. <laughs> so the lineup is going to be, um, my friend Sheree Ledbetter is going to be starting off. Uh, Kara Karachi is the feature. A killer. Killer. Kara is so funny, man. And then here my headliner. Who? Shawnee D. Damn. Oh, that's going to be a and good it's a free, show. It's a free show. It's a free show for that's anybody that comes out to Saucy be a Brewers. Good show. From 7 to 9 p.m. Father's Day uh, on Sunday. So it's- I can vouch for Kara Karachi. Mm-hmm. Kara Karachi has made me laugh to a point where I was like, my eyeballs are going to pop out of my fucking head. I almost peed my pants one yes. time. Yes. Yes. She's so crazy funny. Yes. And so, like, she acts everything out, too. I love it. And, and one time we was at, uh, I know we got to get going, but one time Boogie had an open mic. Mm-hmm. 
and she was gonna go out there to do this song. Oh, we were the, I was there. Was with there, you. right? Yeah, Remember? Yeah, it was the night I met you. That's right. Mm-hmm. So she was gonna do this song, and the DJ was taking forever to figure out how to get the song to work, and she just improvised this dance. Like, okay, guys, we'll just pretend there's a beat. And she, was just like, <laughs> and she committed at it so hard. Yeah. It was. Bro, every black person in there was crying. Yes. Bro. Yeah, she's great. She's great. She she's... just knew how to play the, the the white lady that has no idea what's going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. <laughs> like it was so funny. Um, and then the other thing that we have going on on June twelfth, we have kicking it with comics. It is the uh, comedians kickball game. Uh, we are having that at Jay Park Ballfields in Hamtramck, and then the after party at Trixie's, and we're gonna have food. Um, we're having raffles, and it's all all the proceeds are gonna benefit um, DHEO, which is Detroiters Helping Each Other. It's a five hundred one c charity that we're working with. So, nice. and we want all the comics to come out, and we want the community to come out. So, if you're not a comic and you listen to the show, just come out and hang out with us. Um, everybody can play, everybody can participate. You can bring your kids to the ball field. You just can't bring them to Trixie's because it's a bar, yeah. and I'm a bad mom. But you know, I don't take my children <laughs> to bars. <laughs> So, You're not that level of bed. Not that level yet. I mean, I'm kind of like Hot Roseanne, but I'm not to the level where I'm leaving him in the car for real. <laughs> so Hot Roseanne. <laughs> Hot Roseanne. That's great. Got that at Boogie's too. Jay Will blessed me with that. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I know. And also Andrea Dice Clay when I wear my leather jacket that's sometimes. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like I got to stop grabbing my balls on stage, you know? So. No, keep doing that. <laughs> Look at you. You kicking ass, girl. That's awesome. Yeah. You're fucking doing good things. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ishak. Um, Everybody, please follow Mike from Detroit. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, This has been Sanctioned by Stephanie. Bye. Bye.